This is the More Than Fitness Podcast with Matt McLeod. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a solo episode. Um, I haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, however, there were some uh, miscommunications with the guest I was supposed to have on today, and I need to get a podcast out. So I decided that I had everything set up. I'm in Silly Goose Studios, and uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, I, 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 would, I like talking to myself in a closet. Um, and I felt that there was a few things that I had on my mind uh, that I figured I could come on here and 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 just ramble on about. Um, but first, I have a feeling that whenever I do these solo episodes, I just I feel like I need some type of intro, some type of like theme song or something that kind of describes the mood that I'm in for that day. Um, and and this is this is the one that that just really hits home with me. And I think um, for a few select people out there. Uh, This song's going to really resonate with you all as well. So one sec, take a listen. Oh man, that little Enrique Iglesias on this uh, beautiful Friday morning. It's currently eleven twenty-two a.m. Um, I'm feeling good. I've got Enrique blasting this morning, and I'm just uh, I'm I'm feeling a little silly. However, there's some things on my mind that I think uh, they just they need to be discussed. Um, so I think the the majority of the topic today that I'm going to talk about is just the current state of the fitness industry. And obviously the fitness industry is ginormous. So this is going to be my little um, worldview of the current state of the fitness industry. So give me one sec. I'm going to take a swig of water right in your ear. Ah, it's good stuff. Don't you love when people like clear their throat and smack their lips right on the podcast mic? Um, Okay. So the current state of the fitness industry, and I think this is just, it's, it's kind it it mimics the current state, I think of, um, uh, and just to preface, what the fuck do I know about any of this stuff? I'm just rambling, like I said. Um, but yeah, the current state of how the world kind of is the political correctness, um, at least in our, um, privileged first world country, um, yeah, I think I think it's just there's there's so many um, things going on with the political correctness right now that's bleeding into the fitness industry, and there's there's lots of there's lots of good things that are going on um, with the the political correctness movement and, and and things like that. There's there's lots of good change that is coming from it. I think that we just have to be careful um, to avoid the extremes. I think the the extremes in anything. Um, are not beneficial. 
and what this has to do with the fitness industry is that there's there's tons of movements going on right now about body positivity um, and loving yourself, accepting yourself, um, self-love, um, the anti-diet culture, um, all, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think for the most part, the intentions of the people who preach that kind of stuff are pure. I think those people are, are just trying to help other people feel comfortable in their skin, feel comfortable in their bodies, build up their confidence. Um, but I think the way that the media is going about it, the way that other, um, whatever fit pros are going about it, um, it's just not, uh, uh, it's not ideal. And I think it's, it's so with, with, with body positivity, um, I, I, I get what they're saying in, in trying to accept your body that you're in, love the body that you're in. And, and I would absolutely agree that, but I don't think that it is possible for people to just look in the mirror and tell themselves that they love themselves. And then they automatically just, Oh, well, I'm better. I, I, now I love myself full of confidence. Um, yeah, everything's great now. Uh, I don't think that's how we do it. I don't think, um, and honestly, I don't think we should accept ourselves. Uh, and let me explain. Um, because whenever we whenever we accept who we are, we become complacent, right? We we don't want to change, uh, or we don't feel the need to change anything about us. Um, but the thing is, is like. I see body positivity uh, as a result of taking care of your body, of um, caring enough about your health to actually go on a diet, um, to make it to the gym and just take things a little bit more seriously. I don't see body positivity being helpful if you are trying to normalize obesity uh, and just unhealthy um, bodies. That's just, it's plain and simple. It's, it's not, this is not a, this doesn't come down to a subjective viewpoint of, uh, what you think a healthy body looks like. I, I don't think that, I don't think that obese people should, should feel ashamed or that, uh, you know, they should get made fun of or, or any of that, obviously. Um, However, I don't think it's okay to just tell these people they are fine how they are and they can continue on this path that they've been on um, only to result in an early death. Uh, and I understand that there is such thing as, as people who have excess body fat. However, their, um, their, their blood markers and things like that are all within healthy ranges, uh, or at least most of them. Because you can you can be an overweight person, be an over ob, obese person, uh, and be exercising regularly, eating healthy, uh, and it can do a lot of good for your body. Um, but that's how I think these people um, and how everyone can achieve more confidence in themselves, more true body positivity. Because just putting a caption on Instagram and taking a picture of your cellulite, saying how much you love yourself. And then later on that night, looking in the mirror, like hating yourself while you're eating ice cream, that's not, 
that's not okay. That's that's not what's going to fix um, this epidemic. So I'm I'm never one to remove responsibility from the equation. I don't think that that's ever helpful. Um, so yeah, I just I, I think the way that people become more confident, they they become more um, comfortable in their skin, is they take daily actions to make progress towards their best self. I think I, I I don't think you know you can love yourself by taking care of your body. Um, I think I think true self love is not accepting who you are and instead striving to be the person that you could be. That's what I think true self-love is because we all have this ideal person in our head or, or whatever, just this ideal aim of, of who we know we could be. Um, and I think that that bar, that standard is constantly being raised. And then it's, it's our job to continue to try to attempt to meet that standard because what happens is then it's whenever you whenever you make yourself a better person it, it's good for you and it's also good for the people around you and then it can be good for the for the world at large right like it, it can be good for your community um anybody who's listening to Jordan Peterson know that this is this is kind of one of his core messages and it just it resonated with me so much and I feel like in the fitness industry it's a message that needs to be put out there more because people are trying to run away from responsibility uh, and instead just think that by saying everyone should accept themselves and love themselves uh, and that's going to make everything okay. I just, I don't think that that's how, um, I don't think that's how our minds work. And I think you listening right now, if you just try and tell yourself that you love yourself or what, like you can't, you can't bullshit yourself, right? Like you can't trick yourself. You can trick your followers and then post those pictures and, and things like that. And, you know, try, try and express how you can try and fake it until you make it. And, and I'm not even sure if that could ever even work, but I just, I don't think, I think normalizing bodies and cellulite and uh, so like different bodies and things like that. I think that that is good. I don't think that everyone, the only people who can post pictures online are people who are in great shape. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's great that um, you have these bigger people out there uh, that are not afraid to post pictures of them in cellulite or in bikinis or whatever, because it does help, um, you know, other people who are in that certain situation. But I also don't think that we should shame that same person if they are trying to lose body fat and like they are trying to diet and trying to make themselves healthier. Like, I, I don't think that just because you you diet or you count your calories uh, or whatever means that you don't love yourself. I think it's it's quite the opposite actually, and I think this is um, there's a big there's a big anti diet culture um, going on right now. There's like the hashtag like fuck dieting um, or fuck diet culture, whatever. Um, again, I I see the point that people are trying to make. Um, but I also think that we need to, I think that we need to, it, it's more of a, a knowledge problem. 
people's understanding of what diet means. So, so to me, when you diet, it just diet just means controlled eating, right? So you you just you're you're aware of the food choices that you're making. Um, this doesn't mean that when you're dieting, you're you're just trying to lose body fat for for um, aesthetic reasons. It's not some superficial goal. Um, that is that is only held by people trying to to get into better shape. I think that you, the reason why you diet is, uh, frankly, I think it's 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 your business. You can diet for whatever reason that you want. Obviously, there can be toxic results that can come of it, and it can go to an extreme or or whatever. But I don't think that telling people or shaming people for for dieting and for taking control of their nutrition um is is the way to do it either. I I mean it's 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 complex stuff. I know we got super serious on this podcast after uh um playing a little bit of Enrique Iglesias, but I think these are these are important topics that aren't discussed enough because I don't know people are afraid of talking about them because frankly, people are just so sensitive now that if anybody says anything that could hurt anyone's feelings, um, people are just running the opposite direction. But I, I just clearly the way things are going, um, there's going to be, cause this is just a pendulum swing, right? Like it's just with the body positivity, political correctness, we're, we're swinging to one end of the pendulum. And I think that uh, over time we're going to, swing back towards, um, the, the, the middle again. Um, and, and honestly, like I'm not claiming to have all the answers. I've just, I've, and I would love, um, yeah, I need to actually get somebody on the podcast and talk to them, but I don't want it to turn into, um, I don't want it to turn into some big full-blown debate, um, or whatever, because I'm not trying to be confrontational with these ideas. I'm simply trying to do, I'm trying to elaborate on certain ideas and try to get a better understanding of where some of these people may be coming from because I don't want people to feel bad in their skin. It's why I'm in the job that I am. Um, but I think these things like anti-diet culture and just love yourself and, and things like that, like it's, it can't, it can't work on the foundation that these people are trying to, um, make it work on. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think normalizing obesity or, um, you know, praising those who are quote unquote unhealthy on an objective, like biomarker, uh, standpoint, like, I don't think that that's helpful to, um, society in, in any way. I think it'd be cool if you have these, um, bigger people or, or whatever that, um, are trying to better themselves, they say like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm going to the gym. I'm whatever, going for walks. I'm eating more fruits and vegetables. I'm eating more protein because I love myself. I don't have to be overweight or obese to express how much I love myself. It doesn't mean like taking care of yourself is not, um, you know, something that, that should be looked down upon. Uh, wanting to change yourself is okay. Wanting to be a better version of yourself is okay. Um, and in fact, I think that's the, that is what leads to more happiness because progression is what, 
causes happiness for most people in, in any type of facet, not just obviously fitness or health. Um, but it is one way that uh, for those people who are are struggling in those areas of life can can improve the quality of their life. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of on body positivity and anti-diet culture. Uh, it's it's a very complex and I'm, I definitely don't know all the answers. Um, and if any of you guys listening to this want to start a discussion on this that do follow people um, who talk more about that stuff and want to um, not debate, but um, discuss certain ideas that or viewpoints that I may not be thinking of, I think that uh, we can absolutely do that. Uh, another one that I wanted to touch on was the was the intuitive eating trend that's going on right now. Um, and I think I think intuitive eating is almost like a it's almost like a luxury. I don't think that we can just say we need to listen to our hunger signals and as soon as we as soon as we just listen to what our body is telling us, then we we can we can figure out how to eat for the rest of our lives. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's that simple. And, and people say that, well, we haven't had to like count calories in the past or they've never had to do it. It's like, yeah, well, also the amount of food availability um, and, and food access that we have at our fingertips has has never been like this before either. You can you literally in, in the majority of places, uh, food security and and just unlimited options are uh, at our fingertips with all types of foods that we can imagine. And um, the, the energy density of food. So the, there's so many delicious high calorie foods out there now that our brains are just so wired to crave. Um, yeah, it's never been like this in any other point in history. So I think that using the, you, and, and also the, the movement aspect, it's, it's much easier to travel most places without walking, uh, unless you live in a big city or something like that, um, where, where walking is the norm. Uh, for most people, physical activity levels have just have dropped immensely as well. And you have the, I mean, the the rise of social media, you have video games, Netflix, you have all these different variables that are reducing the daily physical activity of, of most people, um, at least, at least in America. Um, but yeah. And so with intuitive eating, like I said, I think it's a luxury that well, well, also whenever you think about it, intuitive eating so you have to have some type of intuition on how you should eat but if you've never if you have no knowledge of what quote-unquote healthy eating is your intuition may be dog shit right like you 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 have to build that intuition based off of some type of prior knowledge so that you know your intuition is correct um yeah, if you just if you just listen to your intuition always, it's like you're just gonna sit on your ass and just eat cakes all day long, um, and, and just you know stuff your face. Like that's what your body's telling you to do. It's telling you to eat everything in sight, don't move much, and have sex. That's that's essentially that's that's some of the core drivers of of humans. So it's like sometimes your intuition can be terrible, um, considering considering what you're basing your intuition off of. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think intuitive eating should come after you have this base understanding of nutrition and you've, you've spent some time, um, tracking calories, you know, what 
proteins, carbs, and fats are and the, the foods that, that make up these macronutrients. Um, you know about portion sizes. Uh, you've developed daily uh, uh, healthy habits that are facilitating uh, a, a healthy lifestyle. Uh, whenever you've Whenever you figure those out, I think then you can begin to your your bullshit detector with your body can go off and be like, okay, am I just like, do I need this pizza right now, or have I just not had it in a while and I'm just I'm really craving it and I I need to eat it. Um, it's like sometimes, yeah, that's the case. Sometimes you just gotta eat some you just gotta eat some pizza and you're 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 good to go for a while. Um, and then you can you can kind of get back on track with the with the quote unquote healthy eating. Um but like if you just always listen to what your body wants, um, I think that's a that's a big recipe for failure. Um so yeah, with with intu- with intuitive eating, I think that should come later on after you've spent uh at least honestly, like at least six to 12 months tracking your food, um, having an awareness of, of how you're eating on a daily basis, um, the types of foods that you're eating on a daily basis, how many calories are in those foods. Uh, again, yeah, the macro breakdown, uh, all of that good stuff. I think then you can understand your hunger signals, uh, your cravings, um, and you just have you don't you don't need a snack every every hour or whatever. Um, you're just you're much uh, you're much more likely to make better decisions uh, throughout the day as opposed to uh, just listening to your intuition and and giving in to any desire that your your body has uh, and validating it by calling it intuitive eating. Um, so yeah, that's those are some of the things that that I've thought about, um, and that I wanted to just come on here and, and ramble on, um, because I think with, with social media, anybody can, uh, anybody can have a voice and anybody can, uh, spit out their thoughts and have opinions and people can accept those thoughts and opinions, uh, whether or not they're right or wrong, um, because, whatever the authority bias they have, they have a, a, a big following, they have a great physique, um, something, something along those terms that just because this person looks and sounds smart, so they might even just be good at writing and they, they're persuasive and they're charismatic and, you know, all of these things, this still doesn't mean that what they say is true. And, and, and we, as people who are comparing ourselves to these people and, and trying to figure out, like, even for me, like it's hard who, I mean, I have a degree in nutrition and registered dietitian. Like I've been studying uh, diet and exercise for almost the past 10 years, basically. And it's still, there's so many different gray areas and so many complex topics that uh, I don't understand. And I'm still trying to find answers to. So I could not imagine what it would be like for somebody um, who doesn't have a deeper understanding about these complex topics. So you just, you have to constantly, um, be skeptical with, with what you're hearing and, um, what you're reading and what these people, uh, are, are, are spitting out. But I think these are the pros and cons of social media. You have, you have some people who are on that end of the spectrum. They're, they're saying these certain ideas and, um, 
you know, preaching these ideologies or whatever, but that's, you also have people in the comments section or other people who you can, you can look up and be like, okay, no, they're preaching the other end of the spectrum. Um, and they're saying this, this, and this, I like their points better. Uh, and so your, your access to information is, is at an all time high. Uh, so that's a, that's a good and a bad thing because filtering through which information is good and which information is bad, um, can be, can be very difficult. Uh, so what I've found to be helpful is whenever you're, whenever you're trying to navigate through these quote unquote experts, um, it can always be good to one, you can fact check the person on most things. Honestly, uh, you can just type it in on Google, uh, and see if what they're saying is true or not. Um, but also I would recommend to look in the comment section, uh, or their, their explanations of things. And just, if people are asking them questions, how are they responding to those questions? Are they, um, you know, just throwing ad hominem attacks at that person, just telling that person they're stupid or they don't know what they're talking about. Um, how are they treating the people that are questioning them? And I'm not saying the people who are first throwing ad hominem attacks at the person who is um, writing the article or the post or, or whatever, because then obviously nothing is nothing is useful in that type of scenario. Um, but if that person can engage with the person asking the question and and fully explain their thoughts and you read that and you're like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. I don't have any other reason to believe why that wouldn't make sense. Um, but that can be, that can be one indicator. So just how they treat other people and how they treat the people that question them. Um, because these are only, nobody, nobody can know a hundred percent the answer on most of these topics whenever it comes to diet and exercise. It's just, you ha- you have science, you have, um, uh, whatever research and things like that, but all, all science and, and research does for the most part is just get you closer to what the true answer is. It, it, it reveals, um, it reveals certain evidence about how things are in these particular situations. So again, this is why science is an ever evolving, um, uh, field of study. And all we can do is get closer to the truth. So people who, this is why people who speak in absolutes, um, or, or speak on one extreme or the other, they say things like always or never, um, things like that can, can you, I mean, that's a red flag. You have to make sure that, uh, you know, that they're not just, full of shit. And another thing is you have to make sure that you have to be careful of what they're selling. So is this person uh, pushing supplements or their workout programs or um, their their diet plan or um, whatever? You have to understand the motives behind why people are doing what they do. Um, and oftentimes the posts that they make and things like that, that's just, it's just simple. It's just simple marketing. Um, even if it's not, they, they probably know that it's not the best methods out there, but the way that they talk about it and the way that they shape um, the results and uh, just how they can elaborate on their methods working can really throw you for a loop and you can think, okay, this person's not full of shit. They know what they're doing. They get results, um, but you have to, to weigh uh, both ends of the spectrum. You have to make sure they're, you know, they're getting results. And also you have to look into the, into the science a little bit, because what happens with some of these, these big name people is 
they'll post these results of people, but these people are often outliers and genetic anomalies. And these people would get results in spite of the program that they did with this person. Uh, you know, like this person just doing anything would work. Uh, and just because they did this person's program does not mean that that program alone uh, is what got that person results. They were going to get the results anyway. Um, I don't even know how I got down this this topic, but it's important because there's a lot of charlatans out there um, and and people who are trying to peddle nonsense. And that's why this current state of the fitness industry is so bad, but also so good because you can fact check these people. You can ask questions. Um, you can, uh, you know, the people that are that are going against them. You can, you can ask them like, why are they, why are they doing this? Um, and also people talk, you know, if somebody is, is pushing nonsense, uh, people are very quick to, to, to talk. And whenever you, I remember, I remember whenever my, I had my world blown because I had two people that I really trusted. Um, so this was actually back in my days of doing car backloading. And there was a guy named John Kiefer and, he was the one who came up with car backloading and, uh, he, he was, he was, he's a really scientific guy. Um, he, he pushed a lot of research and he sounded, and, and I think a lot of his, the stuff that he said is true. I think he just kind of embellished a little bit on some of the, uh, studies that he looked at for car backloading. Um, but my world was blown whenever another person, Lane Norton, which I'm sure, um, a lot of people here know, um, cause he's, he's a kind of well-named person, but he's got his PhD in, I think, nutritional biochemistry. Um, he's a really, he's a really smart guy. He works with a lot of bodybuilders. He's a bodybuilder himself, powerlifter, um, yada, yada. Uh, he just, he knows his shit for the most part. And so, but one day I saw, I saw bio lane, I saw Lane Norton, um, bashing Kiefer and making fun of car backloading. And I respected both of these people and I was like, oh shit, who's right? I don't like, I have these two people that I look up to, but now they're disagreeing with each other. Um, so that's whenever you've got to dive a little bit deeper. Um, and I started looking up things about Kiefer and then other people, if they were other people that in the field that I respected, were they, you know, agreeing with Lane, um, who was disagreeing with Lane. Um, so it's important to, whenever somebody makes these claims, you can look, on these threads or in the comments or uh, whatever, you can see who's agreeing with them, who's not agreeing with them. And that can help you navigate, okay, who's full of shit. Um, and, and then essentially I, I found out that other people in the nutritional field um, disagreed with a lot of what, what Kiefer said as well. Kiefer was just, he was promoting his product and it was just, it was good marketing. And uh, I mean, I can't, I can't bash the guy for that. I think it's, um, you know, he was he was painting the story and maybe cherry picking a few pieces of, of research and disregarding some other pieces of research. But, you know, like whenever you're marketing a product, sometimes you can't you can't have a product without taking a stand. Um, you have to you have to stand for something um, uh, in order to sell the product a little bit better. That's just that's just the way it is. Um, but what I did with Lane was. I was like, okay, so I, I, I believe Lane, he's got good evidence here. Um, he, he seems like he knows his shit. And these other people who are agreeing with Lane and like 
who he's also um, whatever you whenever you look up to somebody and then you realize who that person looks up to, that's how you can um, climb up this hierarchy of knowledge because you can be like, okay, I trust this person and this person trusts this other person. Um, and whenever that happens, you can you can filter through the bullshit much easier. So lucky for me, I found Lane whenever I was very, very young, kind of first getting into things. Um, and so my bullshit um, that I was filtering through uh, happened very quickly. And, and so that gave me kind of a jump start on a lot of other people because I was able to be like, okay, Lane trusts this person. Um, and so I'm going to go and follow this person, see what they say. So I learned more from that person. And then I'm like, oh, okay, this person trusts this person. And then they're both friends with Lane. And so it's like, then you start to have this web of experts. And then as time goes on, um, you find out certain things about some of those experts where you can be like, okay, well, apparently that person was full of crap or they're a bad person or whatever. So you can mark them off the list. Um, so the people that you, you trust can become, uh, much more limited as, as time goes on. Um, because, because people who have integrity, um, and people that you look up to, ideally they would maintain this integrity for the entire time that you you follow them um and and over time you know the people who are bullshitting the people who are just bad people or whatever um that can kind of shine through uh um and then the people who are well known in the industry they're they're experts they're good people um they withhold this standard uh for for periods of time and this is this is how you begin to find the experts in the field and you can disseminate the good information from the bad information much more quickly than when you were first starting out. Uh, so that can be, that can be very, very helpful. And one easy way to do this, and I do this often is whenever I, I like somebody, I like someone's stuff a lot. Um, say like on Instagram, for example, I'll go and look who that person is following and if I'm just trying to find new people or, or whatever, like I'll go and I'll, I'll, I'll look at their profile. And if I like their profile, if I, you know, agree with the majority of what they're saying, but there's other stuff that like I could look into, um, then, then things get interesting. I think with podcasts, this is, um, being amplified tremendously because you have people that you trust. And then these people bring on people on their podcast. Uh, and then you can be like, okay, well, this person I look up to trust this other person, I'll give them a shot. I'll see see what they know. Their background seems interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give them a shot. And you listen to them. You like with what you like and agree with with what they're saying. Um, you learn something new and you're like, okay, I'm going to start fucking with this person. Um, and again, this just is kind of like a chain reaction. And over time, uh, um, you begin to develop this network of people that you know, like, and trust. Um, and that is how you can disseminate a lot of the good information from the bad information. Uh, and again, I don't know exactly how I got on that topic, but I think it's it's important because there's a lot of bad shit out there and there's a lot of good shit out there. And you've got to be able to um, filter through the noise. And with social media, it can be very, very difficult because there's noise everywhere. Um, all right, what do we have? What about 3630 right now? I think uh, for the most part, everything that I wanted to ramble on, everything that I had written down, I think I think I, I touched on most of it. 
Um, but if you listen to this, if you listen this far, if this type of stuff interests you, um, send me a DM. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Um, if it helped you out, let me know. Um, if you could put it on your IG story, uh, like your favorite part or something, that would be amazing. It would help me out a lot as well. Um, and if you like these types of ramblings, if there's certain topics you'd like me to um, kind of riff on, uh, I wouldn't mind to, to do these every once in a while to just get out some different content as opposed to just one-on-one interviews. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that should just about cover it all. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for the three people listening. Um, I appreciate you. And um, I am going to go eat a delicious lunch and finish out my Friday strong. I hope you guys are all having a great day as well. Be safe. Kiss your dog. And um, that's about it. Until next time. See ya.